Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be the art of texting. So I've got two emails that I'm going to go through with you. The first one's really short. The second one's a little bit longer. But they're both on the topic of texting. And so because I get asked this question quite often, and most of the time the questions I get asked, it's people that are cherry-picking things from the videos or they've kind of done a half-assed job of reading the book. And they're trying to cherry pick stuff and not really understand the principles. So what I'm going to discuss is how texting changes and evolves from the time you meet somebody and start dating them, how it changes as you start to become exclusive and serious, and then also what it's like in the long-term relationships because it changes and evolves. And if you are familiar with my book, then you understand obviously – In the beginning, when you start dating, it's the guy's job to pursue and initiate contact and start the ball rolling. But once the woman starts reaching out and calling and texting and pursuing, which is just something that she naturally will do because of the influence of her feminine energy, you have to know what you're doing to facilitate her continuing to pursue you more and more to where it ultimately leads to a relationship where she's the one that's asked for it and she continues to pursue you while you're in the relationship and if you're not doing it right, she may complain that you never reach out, you never make much of an effort to talk and text, things of that nature. Especially for guys that are just learning this stuff, they don't know much better and a lot of the stuff that I teach is the exact opposite of what they always thought. And a lot of times women will try to intimidate them into changing their behavior or doing the opposite of what they've learned from me. And that's why I say all the time, read the book 10 to 15 times so you get to know the material so well you don't have to think about it. It becomes instinctual. So for those of you that haven't got the audio version of my book, it's on iTunes and it's also available at Amazon and Audible.com. And if you get it from Audible.com, they have a free trial where you can get it for free. Plus, you get thirty. You get a free book every month, if, especially if you're an avid reader. Like, especially, I've, I mean, I've got like over fifty different books that I recommend on the products tab. In addition to obviously learning my book, because I get lots of emails from people going, "Hey, what other books and things do you recommend?" So go to my website, click the products tab, and just follow through so you can see the other things that I recommend recommend on Amazon. As well, but I highly recommend that you sign up for an Audible membership because not only can you get my book for free, you get one free book every month. It's like 15 books. I mean, it's $15 a a month. Every country is going to be a little different price wise. But if you're reading, if you're downloading two or three other books, you get 30% off any other book. It's just the best deal out there, especially if you're an avid reader or you like to listen to audiobooks. So I have a quote that I wrote on this particular topic and I'm going to go through these guys' emails. And the quote says, human beings tend to move towards what will potentially make them feel good and away from what will potentially make them feel bad. Because of this, you should take everything you hear in the media, entertainment, TV, movies and advertisements with a grain of salt. Why? They all have an agenda to either get you to think and feel a certain way or to get you to take some kind of action such as buying a product or service. People buy based upon emotion and they use logic and reason to justify their purchase. 
before you blindly follow the herd and do what everyone else is supposedly doing, ask yourself if you really need to do what you feel like doing or if you have simply become emotionally anchored to a certain behavior by those who purposefully are trying to manipulate you for their own selfish reasons or financial gain. Remember, fear is a very powerful motivator, especially the fear of loss. And if you're dating somebody and you fear losing her, in other words, if the thought of losing that person is worse than potentially going it alone and risking doing what you were doing, nine times out of ten you'll cave and you'll go along with what the other person wants. I just did a – the last video that I published was the right to keep and bear arms and what was interesting, the overwhelming majority of the hate and the negative comments that I got and the emails that I got were all from people that I could tell they hadn't read the issue, they hadn't read the constitution, they hadn't – they didn't know the Bill of Rights, they didn't understand the Second Amendment. They were just regurgitating what they literally had become emotionally anchored to whether it was from watching the media or TV or their favorite pundit or their favorite politician and never really bothered to listen to what I had to say on the topic that was based upon settled law. But that's just one particular topic. And when it comes to anything in life, especially if you watch advertisements on TV, every single advertisement that you watch is designed to elicit an emotional response. And oftentimes like when I'm doing videos with people and I lower the boom on them or I say things and some people that don't know any better say, oh, you're shaming that person. Oh, how dare you? You're making them feel bad. What I'm actually doing, I'm doing for a reason. I'm emotionally anchoring them to move away from a negative behavior that will bring them pain and emotionally anchoring them also to a pleasurable behavior which will bring them. So in other words, what happens is they naturally, without realizing it, I'm able to help them rewire their brain, if you will, just through the power of the video and associations with things that I talk about to move away from a behavior that's going to bring them the opposite of what they're looking for and emotionally anchor them in a positive way to taking actions that will get them the exact results they're looking for. Because as a coach, it's my, not my job to be your priest or to make your decisions for you. It's to help you get what it is that you want and for you know like I said I still see people that don't really understand how I do what I do or why I do what I do they just see some of the things that I say in video and they have a freak out in my language or they freak out about what I said or I bust somebody's balls and they don't really understand what a coach does they just think oh he's being a fucking asshole without really understanding it it's like what Stephen Covey said most people listen with the intent to reply not to understand. So let's go through this first guy's email here. He says, hey coach, what are the rules on texting your girlfriend? I don't know how long you've been following me for, but that statement right there tells me you haven't read my book yet. This tells me that you're watching videos and you're cherry picking advice. And why that, while that can be very useful and you will learn a lot just by watching the videos, if you don't know the fundamentals in my book, if you don't understand the principles and you're just trying to cherry pick a few 
templates, if you will, some boilerplate templates that you can just overlay on every single situation with your girlfriend, I promise you, you will fail. Eventually, you will get rejected. I talk to people all the time when I'm doing phone sessions and people pay me a shitload of money to book a phone session and I'm amazed at the amount of money that people pay me and I talk to them like just this past week alone, I had a couple of guys that I talked to one day. Both of them had been following me for over a year and neither one of them read my book more than twice. And as we went through the things that were – things were going sideways with both the relationships they were involved in, it was all because they were cherry-picking information in the videos. They were trying to half-ass it, looking for the quick fix, looking for the shortcut. All you can do – all I can do as a coach is, is suggest and if people don't want to listen, well, you can ignore reality but you can't ignore the consequences of ignoring reality like Ayn Rand said. He says the, the keep it minimum approach of using it to mostly set dates approach had worked wonders in the beginning but now she's official. She's starting to really complain about me not texting her often and not telling her about my whole day and length. There's absolutely no way in hell you should be sitting on the phone or texting with a girl and telling her every single thing that went on in your whole day. You get together for a date, you're going to have nothing to talk about. And that's just the way it is. I mean, think about it in the old days. But I mean, in my day, in, the, in my 20s when we were growing, we had pagers. Yeah, we had cell phones, but people didn't call on cell phones because the cell phone was so fucking expensive to use. So people would page you and if you were in the office, you'd call them back when you could. Or if you were out partying with your friends, usually you would get back to them the next day. You wouldn't drop what you're doing and go chase down looking for a payphone. You were busy, you were busy and people just said, oh, okay. So what I'm asking is, can you provide us with typical text templates? No. Or general ideas? Sure. On rules for texting girlfriends and keeping her occupied until the day of the date. Your whole problem, dude, is you don't know the book. You're cherry-picking a few things here and there and they've worked for you but your real issue is you don't know the principles in the book. And so you're flying blind and your whole email tells me you just want a quick fix. So that's beside the point, the fact that you need to read the book 10 to 15 times. So just imagine you meet a girl, you get her phone number or you set a date on the spot. And then usually within a week, you're either going to go out on a date or you're going to call her and within two to three days of you calling her, you'll actually have your first date. You go out, you'll have a good time. If the girl really likes you, if she's flexible, if she's got a good attitude, at the end of the night, you're going to go for the kiss and she's going to kiss you back and hopefully suck the tongue out of the back of your throat, which is a good thing. So let's assume you had a great first date. Either you picked her up or you walked her to her car, you go your separate ways, everything's great. Say you go out on a Monday or a Tuesday, more than likely you'll call Monday or Tuesday the following week because you're only going to call a girl once per week. You're going to take measured steps. The idea is to have plenty of space and time in between your dates so she can think about you, wonder about, wonder about you, wonder what you're doing, what you're up to, who you're with, is he dating anybody else? Because most guys that they're encountering are trying to get a ring on their finger by the end of the first date and it just makes them run away and here's this guy they haven't heard from and now all of a sudden they're thinking, oh, he must not have liked me and then he calls and reaches out, oh, good, here he is. She goes on on a second date and because she's been thinking about you all week, wondering when you're going to call or if you're going to call 
again, her attraction level goes up. That's just the way it is. It just happens. That's part of feminine energy. Feminine energy is all about opening up to receive love. And at the end of the day, it's a scientific fact that women are more attracted to men whose feelings are unclear. Now, it doesn't mean being a cold fish. It just means having a little time, a little space away from you. The idea is to facilitate her starting to pursue you because as a woman falls in love with you and starts to like you more and more, she's going to want more of your attention until it gets to the point where you're in contact with each other either physically or digitally in the morning, in the afternoon and at night. You're just always together. When you're not working, you're together. That That's ultimately what ends up happening. So you go out on a second date. And most women are going to sleep with a guy by the second or third date. So let's say it's either the second date or the third date. You end up hooking up. Usually within a day or two, she's going to say, hey, I had a really great time the other night. Or she may text you on the way home saying, hey, the time was really special. It was wonderful. We say, yeah, me too. It was really great. Looking forward to the next time. You know, I'll talk to you later. And then you just let her go. And you're planning on calling her the next week because all you're going to do is one date per week just like the book teaches. So now we're in week two, we're in week three. So she's reached out to, to usually what happens two or three days later, hey, what are you doing? Hey, I was thinking about you. Or hey, I was watching a movie last night with a friend and the character in the movie, you know what, it totally reminded me of you. How's your day going? So what's happened now is now she's trying to get your attention. And when she reaches out, you assume she wants to see you and you say, hey, it's really great to hear from you. I had a really great time the other night. And it's cool. I can't wait to hear all about this movie. So when are you free to get together? When are you available? What's your schedule like? I want to see you. And then say within a day or two because the more she likes you, the more she's going to make her schedule open up for you. Whereas making a date once a week, you could do it but you could tell she wasn't like jumping through her butt to spend time with you. Now it's even if she's got plans, she'll kind of bump the other plans out of the way so she can be available for you. So now you get into week four, week five. So what's happening by week four, week five, you should be seeing each other two times a week, maybe three times a week. And so what happens is within a day or two of every one of your dates, she's reaching out randomly. And that means you don't have a phone call you're waiting for her to return. You don't have a text that you're waiting for her to return. And so what happens is, like I said, fourth week, Fifth week, you're seeing each other two to three times. You get to week six, week seven. I mean at that point because it really starts to happen rapidly. As the woman starts to fall more and more, she wants to bond. She wants to connect. That's feminine energy. Remember, women are designed to seek out and receive the attention of men. And so what happens is the phone calls and the texting gets more and more frequent. You're not seeing each other once a week. You're seeing each other several times a week. And usually like around week seven is usually when the woman starts to fall in love and that's where the exclusivity talk typically comes up. And on average, you're going to see each other three to four times a week when you're in week seven, week eight, week nine, week ten. I mean by that point, you're pretty much – you'll get a good morning text from her. Hey, what you doing? Maybe you you don't get a morning text every day. You get a surprise text in the afternoon from her. Now you may have a woman at some point when you're really serious. Hey, how come you never reach out to me? How come I'm always the one reaching out first? What happens is you start out doing 100% of the pursuing for the first two to three weeks. Then what happens is she starts reaching out to you and you pretty much back off to the point where it's just about 100% 
where it's initiated by her. Now, most women, it's not going to bother them one way or another. They're not going to go, oh, how come you never text me? You never do this. You never do that. I mean, if you're talking two to three times a day through texts or phone calls, there's no reason for you as a guy to reach out. And you should be getting together just about every night. I mean, it, it evolves from this person being a total stranger to literally where you're almost living together. Whether you're either at her, she's, you're waking up, she's in your bed, or you're waking up and you're in her bed. And it's like you go to bed together, you wake up together, you have sex in the middle of the night, you have sex in the morning, you have sex in the afternoon, you wake up, to, you are on a Friday night, you wake up Saturday morning. You're taking a shower together, you get dressed together, you spend the day together, you spend the afternoon together. It's just you're always together 24-7 and it just naturally happens. So the idea as she reaches out more, you see her more. And like with this particular guy who wrote this email, you can tell he's acting like a robot because he doesn't know the principles. And he's trying to stick to this one principle which is the phone is for setting dates but he doesn't understand the rest of the stuff in the book so it's almost impossible for him to be successful and so if the woman start because i've talked about this countless times in other videos if the woman says hey how come you never text me or hey it'd be really nice if you'd reach out from time to time and send me a message so in that case what i always say to do is once a week surprise her with a text or think about it from this perspective. If you just spent all Saturday and Sunday together and before she leaves, you write a little card. Hey, what a great weekend it's been. You know, Scribble some things down about some of the things you did together, how fun it was. Tell her some of the things you love about her and how she's your princess, she's your queen, and she's the most awesome woman you've ever dated. And then put it like in the bottom of her purse or, or put it in her visor in her car so until she flips her visor down and it falls out, she's not going to see it. Or you put a post-it on her little mirror in her visor and it just says, hey, thinking about you, love you. It's like once or twice a week, you're going to surprise her with little things. Or you write a nice little card and you mail it to her at her office or at her home so she gets it at a random unexpected time. That's the idea. But I only do those things if she's asked for it. Most women aren't going to ask for them, but if you have a girl that asks you, that's fine. Now, there are women that are incredibly insecure and it drives them fucking batshit crazy if you send them a text and within two or three hours, like, you get a nasty text. Why haven't you texted me? Are you avoiding me? What's going on? What does that tell you? Well, she's a needy, insecure woman. And that is what I teach my book. It's designed to weed those crazy women out. So you don't waste your time because if you're dating an insecure woman, no amount of texting, no amount of I love yous, nothing is going to satisfy a woman like that. If she sees you talking to a girl that she hasn't met and it turns out it's one of your sisters or your cousins that you haven't introduced her to yet, who's that girl you were talking to? She presupposes that you're going to cheat on her or that you're unfaithful. And so the little things like getting pissed off that you don't text her enough or that you didn't return her call quick enough to her liking those are the kind of things you think well this girl's a little crazy probably not going to go out with her again but if you haven't if you're not used to having choice if you're not used to having lots of options you'll typically put up with bullshit like that you know especially when you're younger you don't know what you don't know at that point so let's go through the second guy's email he says hey Corey, i started following you after my girlfriend and i split after three years i pushed it to that point and then after she said okay we're done 
and she said she has to move on. The rejection made me want her back immensely, as you say. Well, rejection breeds obsession. It was tough, but that's how I found your work and others' work. That was about eight months ago, and in that time, I've been very successful with women. While I still miss her, that tells me you still haven't gotten over her yet, and you haven't met anybody that knocks your socks off or makes you feel as attracted to her as you did your ex. I've never been one to let a girl get me off my path. Well, I mean, if you badgered this girl to the point where she just said, don't ever contact me again, I don't know if that's really such a true statement, dude. I'm in my mid-20s living in New York City with a good career where the opportunities are endless. A lot of what you write and talk about has been instrumental to my understanding women. I've been an athlete my whole life and played multiple college sports. The athlete's mentality is ideal for picking up new content and implementing new practices. With that said, the reason I'm writing you is to challenge you because that is how we get better. As well, you haven't posted as much with women content in a while. I've got over 2,000 videos, dude, and quite frankly, doing the same videos over and over. Hey, my ex dumped me. How do I get her back? I mean, I've got thousands of them. So until you've watched all 2,000 of my videos, I mean, I talk about I want to keep things interesting and fun and exciting and based on self-reliance and things that are fun for me to talk about as a coach that are also are important to a man being self-reliant even when it comes to talking about things that some people just lose their shit over like when i talk about the right to keep and bear arms or something to do with politics i don't do this to please other people i do it to teach other like-minded people who appreciate the value i have to offer and if they don't they're free to unsubscribe and find somebody else so I figured I'd spawn some new thoughts for you. Oh, thanks. You can already tell this guy, he, he thinks pretty highly of himself. I've had a couple of girls that I was dating casually and I used your method of not texting more than the two or three messages on and focusing on setting dates. It made sense to me and works really well with some women. Women that have a healthy self-esteem who are busy professionals and who are very comfortable in their own skin are going and have a good attitude and they're flexible, they're going to have no problem with it. They won't bust your balls or give you any shit about that. But women that are insecure, that are a little controlling, a little structured, they're going to tend to be nasty. They're not going to appreciate it. And what this also tends to reveal is if a girl gets pissed off that you haven't returned her text or phone call in a couple of hours. When you stay with a woman like that, it just gets worse over time. First, they're irritated with the texting. Then if they see you talking to another girl, they assume that you're flirting with her and you're trying to get in her pants. It's like she presupposes that everything you do is a slight against her because that's how she feels about herself and she was obviously raised in an environment where she became emotionally conditioned and anchored to react that way. The idea is to use the book not just to get the girls that you're dating but to get the right ones and the others that get butthurt about it, just let them go on down the road. However, in some cases I truly believe and they told me explicitly that my lack of communication made them think I don't care. 
Well, that tells me you one of two things. You were either being a cold fish and you weren't implementing the texting protocol properly or you were dating an incredibly insecure woman. That's just a fact of life. I didn't start this yesterday. I didn't luck into having the hundreds of thousands of people that follow me in social media and my email list and I didn't get all the great reviews by just blind dumb luck. This is a lifetime of experience having helped thousands and thousands of men and women all over the world do this professionally for the last decade, not to mention the fact I've been studying self-help since I was a teenager. I'm 46 now. And the fact that all the different relationships that I've had over the years and all the thousands of interactions that I've had in my life, either on dates or with girlfriends, I've refined this for many, many years for myself before I ever started teaching it. And I know you're pretty high on yourself because you've dated two different women the past eight months, dude, but it doesn't make up for that. To this you may say that this isn't the type of girl you want. I do feel that though is a cop-out. Well, I personally am not going to date somebody that's insecure and bust my balls about not returning a text in a timely manner. But like I've said in many other videos, I talk about it in the audio version of the book. If a woman asks for it, then yeah, surprise her with it. And you really only have to do it once a week and it has to be something random. And you got to say, well, what's behind it? What is she really – what's her outcome? Why does she want you to reach out to her? She wants to feel your presence. She misses you. She wants to see you more. That's the whole purpose of following what's in my book. She reaches out more. She gets to see you more. It's just like the previous emailer was asking about his girlfriend wanting him to, to text her uh, just a ridiculous long paragraph to tell her everything that's been going on. That's the kind of conversation that should be happening over dinner. It's like – think about it. If you have a girlfriend and you're together just about every day and she's like, hey, how was your day? It's like, well, why don't you get your cute little ass over here and grab a bottle of wine and let's make some dinner and let's talk about it. Let's catch up. I miss you. Even though you woke up next to her this morning, that's what you're going to say. That makes her feel special. That makes her feel wanted and desired. But if you're just telling a response like, oh, I can't talk right now. Sorry. you know, I'll see you Thursday night. If this is your girlfriend, that is not going to work. You should be seeing her more. But the problem with that first guy's email is he's trying to act like a robot and using a technique instead of just going with the flow and understanding the principles. We can also say that, we, that they just weren't that into me to deviate from their should-bes within a relationship. There may be a hundred reasons why – we didn't work out and I recognize that but I do want you to revisit your take on texting and how maintaining contact can be a good thing. There's nothing wrong with I teach, dude. There's simply your understanding of it that is the problem. You either don't know it well enough or the, these two particular women were insecure and insecure women are going to be busting your balls and I don't teach to be a cold fish. Again, the idea is if a woman is chasing you and she's pursuing you, you're not going to get dumped when a woman is pursuing you. If she's reaching out, she wants your attention. Remember what I said. When a woman's in love with you, they want your attention all the fucking time. That means if you're not at work and she's not at work, she's thinking about you and she wants to be with you. So you should be getting together to do something in person, not be like a – I mean you think about it. 
cell phones and the way a lot of these apps are written, they're meant to elicit an emotional positive response. I was having a, a, a chat with a friend of mine recently about her teenage daughters. I think it was Snapchat was the one of them where it's like one of her girlfriends goes on vacation with her family and she's got her cell phone so she can keep the streak going. I mean think about that. The six human needs that we have which are certainty, variety, significance, love and connection, growth and contribution. Well, if you're using an electronic device, you want to keep your streak along so you can tell all your friends, hey, uh, we've got a streak going for 100 days. And what do they say? And how, how does it appear in the app? Well, if you really like your friend and you really care about your friend, you'll talk with them a lot more. And you really want your friend to feel like you care about them. So you've got to at least send them one message a day because if they're really important to you, you'll send at least one message a day. And you go, Oh, that sounds – I want to be a good friend. I want to be a shitty friend. Yeah, that, may, that makes total sense. Think about all the needs. Certainty, your friend will, will like you. So if you, t- you send a message, your friend will like you. You fulfill your need for love and connection because your friend likes you and you like them. It gives you variety because you talk about different things. It makes you feel significant because you got somebody that cares about you. But at the end of the day, what is the behavior? It's causing you to become addicted to a digital device. And now you're just like a fucking monkey banging away at the buttons on your device. And you don't even know why you're doing it. I got to keep my streak alive. Then you go and tell your friends, hey, I got a streak. It's going for 300 days with me and so-so. Is, that gonna, is the streak going to pay your bills? But people don't know any better. They literally become addicted. The, the apps are designed this way to keep you on there, to keep you clicking advertisements. The idea is to experience things in person, not digitally communicate with somebody. I personally don't like texting. If I have a girlfriend that I'm dating and she's long distance, what we typically end up doing is once a week, we have a Skype video date when we're not seeing each other. And I'm usually just about every day going to hear from her. Some kind of WhatsApp type message or a Facebook message or a picture. And maybe once or twice a week, I might send her something back that where I initiate, meaning she's not waiting to hear from me. But 99.9% of it, it's her sending me little things here and there. And if you notice that, some days she's texting more and other days that she's texting less. If you're both in the same city, then what happens is you wake up, usually around 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon when you're at work, you get a message after lunch, hey, I was thinking about you. And I might say something back, hey, I was thinking about you too. I want to see you naked in my bed later tonight. That's what I was thinking about. You should come over. That movie's available. We got to watch it. Or that, oh, I got those chicken breasts we were talking about. Oh, hey, I went by such and such seafood and I got that fish. It's like, you should come over. If you're in a relationship with somebody and she's your queen and she's your lover, she's going to want to spend time. She's like, all right, I'll be there at 7. All right, I'll be there at 8. Great. You know what? Wear that really sexy blue dress that you got. Obviously, minus the panties because it's panty-free Friday after all. Those are the kinds of conversations that happen. When you're really close to somebody and some of my girlfriends are so close that like when they go in the bathroom to, to drop a deuce, I'm sitting there with her. I mean it's like – People say, oh, that's gross. It's like when you're really close with somebody, when you're raising children with them, even if they're not your own kids, I mean you go to sleep together as a family. You all sleep in the same bed like the fucking Brady Bunch. 
you're together 24-7. You got little kids. They mess their pants. I mean things happen. Shit gets spilled on the floor. You're just always together with that person. But obviously somebody that's young, you haven't experienced those kinds of things yet. So quite frankly, for the most part, you really don't know what you're talking about, dude. So he says, I think it's a generational thing. So now here's his rationalizations. I want to be able to use my device and be in contact 24-7. No, you don't, dude. If your boss is breathing down your fucking neck and you're busy as fuck trying to get a project done and you got a girlfriend that's texting you going, why haven't you responded to me? I'm so mad at you. A woman with a healthy self-esteem, she's going to be just as busy focusing on her career, her purpose. And when she leaves a message, she's like, oh, he must be busy. I'm sure he'll get back to me when he's got time. People with a healthy self-esteem, that's how they think. I think it's a generational thing. While that may seem a cop-out to you, my empirical experiences prove it to be true. I know, your whole two experiences since you caused your last girlfriend to ditch you and tell you have a nice life. I know that... That completely trumps all the thousands and thousands of hours of my own personal experiences and all the tens of thousands of people I've helped over the years all over the world. Yep, you're two, these two whole women that you interacted with totally trumps that, dude. I know you've got emails like this before, but I think being dogmatic in your ways is detrimental to your overall success. Well, I'm not here teaching theory. I'm not here teaching things that I think work. I'm here teaching things that I know to work. All you have to do is look at all the positive reviews that I get on Amazon. Look at all the positive comments that people post. People post success stories in the comments. I read success stories all the time. And the only way I can be reading all these success stories and have all this evidence of success that what I teach works is because it works. Also, New York City may pose a challenge in and of itself given the absolute grind everyone is in here. Whatever, dude. Mysteriousness is a good thing, but I think you can build attraction by maintaining a texting relationship while not overdoing it. It's completely unnecessary. And that's part of the problem. You're a young guy and you've been emotionally anchored and addicted to your device, to your digital device, just like a kid, just like a monkey is. I don't need to be tied to my electronic devices 24-7. You should be having experiences. It's like I, when I go out these days, I sit there and I look at people eating together and they're not even talking. They're just banging away on their little devices because they're completely addicted to them. Have you ever stopped to ask yourself, why am I banging away at this fucking electronic device? Do I really need to be doing what I'm doing right now? Is it really productive? Is it benefiting my life to be doing this? I'm in a prime position in New York. And I'm happy to send you anecdotes about my trials and growing experiences if it helps you continue to hone your understanding and craft in the ever-changing world, especially given our different contextual settings. Well, dude, since you think you're such an expert and you're so knowledgeable on this, what I would suggest that you do, write a book. Do an audio version of the book. Start your own YouTube channel and start teaching people how to do this stuff because obviously – you don't need to be learning from me anymore because you got it all figured out. And then once your book is published and you got your YouTube channel out there, then the rest of us can sit back and see if you really know what you're talking about or if you're just an arrogant young jackass who's full of himself. 
I appreciate what you write and I've read your book over 10 times and think it could be an asset for men everywhere, hoping to help you continually refine your expertise and help more people. You're like what we used to call in the construction industry a sidewalk superintendent. In the early 90s, we were building this four-story project down in Lauderdale by the sea and it was all surrounded by old retirees. And they used to come and stand out there and they would, hey, that piece of steel, that doesn't look right. That shouldn't be there. Oh, that's rebar. That's actually going to anchor the columns that are going to go on the next floor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. So at the end of the day, dude, if what you learn from me is adding value to your life, then by all means, keep doing it. And if you don't feel like you're getting any value, you might as well unsubscribe and go somewhere else because what I teach works. But if you were applying what I teach, and I would say two women, that's not enough, dude. Two interactions with two different women, not enough. Go get some more experience. Be good at taking the things that are in the book and moving it from pickup into dating into an actual relationship because you haven't had a relationship since your last girlfriend ditched you. So when you're able to successfully make a woman who knocks your socks off fall in love with you and ask you to be her boyfriend and you've been together for a couple of years, then send me back a response and maybe you'll have something that is beneficial to the audience as opposed to you just stroking your own ego and feeling good about yourself. So if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website. Click the products tab at the top of your screen and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.